You are whole. There has never been a time when you were not whole. Well, if that's true, then why do we sometimes feel the way we do and act the way we do? It's because we still do not see ourselves clearly. The more we see ourselves clearly, the more we are aware of this wholeness. It is as though we are watching ourselves in a pond, and our world is this pond. Our thoughts and actions act as ripples on the surface of the pond, ripples that can distort and conceal the perfect whole reflection of our spirit moving across the face of the waters. But the reflection that is us is always there, complete and whole, waiting to reveal itself fully and be known. So some of you may ask, if we're already whole here, then why don't we just be whole? Why do we allow the possibility of these ripples upon the pond, ripples that can hide our wholeness here upon the face of the waters? Well, blame it on the joy of being, on our love, our compulsion to experience what we have created. And while you're at it, Point your fingers at your eternal nature who knows no death and sees that though some dreams are more pleasant than others, still it's just a dream to be experienced and it's not happening to the real life, to that which gives its reflection to the face of the waters. It's a dream, one that bears the marks of our interaction with the pond, of our particular splashing about. And our splashing about isn't bad. However, if there aren't times of stillness, then we will not see our true face. We'll see bits and pieces and draw all sorts of equally incomplete assumptions and we'll come to call most of those religion. Now some of you may question even further. Why go to all this trouble in the first place? Why the pond? Why the splashing about? Because that which is us wants to be known and we want to be known here, upon the face of the waters, interacting and experiencing that which we bring forth here. We're already known to ourselves. We want the joy of knowing ourselves in a different context. Here, in this pond, among our creations and our splashings. Initially, we aren't consciously unaware of who we really are, but we can't hear the homing beacon beeping within us. But then, we begin to have glimpses brought about by short periods of reflection in our pond. And we see ourselves, and we begin to recollect, to recollect ourselves. And in doing so, our innate abilities begin to come forward. The ability to say, peace be still to our waves and ripples and to interact with the things in the pond in a way that was lost to us before. Now all this might sound incredible to you, but we're doing this very thing on various levels all the time, some of which you might be vaguely aware of, other things we connect to only through our larger mind, the mind that here in the pond we call the unconscious mind. But it's not unconscious, and it's not random, and it's not inaccessible. And so though we fail to notice it first, dimensions of creation are born of divisions. And divisions, by definition, always have a counterpart. And this division is the mother of creation, 
and without it, without at least the illusion of separation, there would only be the one. And that is what we all must come to not just be aware of, but to know. We are all one under the facade of these illusional differences, of these illusional yous and me's. Our initial perspective is that we're all separate, we all stand alone, but if we cast a glance over our shoulder, we see that we spring forth from this oneness and that we are all one. We're like the rays of the sun. If we only place our focus upon the tip of our ray, then we look over at our neighbor and imagine that they're separate from us because they're way over there. But when we broaden our perspective, we see our individuality is all a sleight of hand, born of this act of division, of differentiation. But we see we all spring forth from the One. Each of us has our root in the One. So these opposites or contrasts are not our enemies. Seen correctly, these are the tools of creation. All that seems to exist is born of this yin and yang, male and female, the directive and that which brings the directive into being. It's born of acts of movement and repose. But back to this separation, this veil. Why the veil? Why the forgetting? This veil echoes the belief structure necessary to bring this pond, this dimension, our world, into being without our belief that it may exist that it does exist how could it exist it's this belief born of the veil of the intentional separation that brings all this forward it's our declaration that there should be a firmament a veil a division that separates the waters from the waters and this fashions our world Otherwise, our pond would be without form and void, and only the potential for it would exist there in the void that contains all things. What we call our world was born by the draping of this veil, by the separation, this dividing, by this transient portioning of the whole. Now, of course, it's not our whole mind that believes this transient illusion of partitioning, just what we call our conscious or rational mind, only that tiny portion. The vast majority of the mind is completely aware that this is a sleight of hand at all times, and that it's our sleight of hand that cast the veil into place. But here in the pond, we take it all quite seriously because the portion that is playing here in the pond only comes to recall this as we get tired of splashing about and have periods of reflection. And during these periods of reflection, we come to see our true face staring back at us in the pond in every drop of water. There is not one drop that does not present us our reflection. But to see, we must stop and be quiet and look deeply. Without the forgetting of the one, there could not be this transient establishment of the appearance of two. And two, or more, can experience the pond much better, much easier. And that is why you have cast your reflection here, and why your spirit has moved across the face of these waters. For the joy of being, 
of experiencing, of interacting, of coming to know yourself and gradually awaken to your larger self in the context of this pond. Through this endless parade of eyes and their unique perspectives, each like a dream to the real eternal you, but what wonderful and interesting little dreams. Like in our regular dreams, it all seems quite real, but if we catch ourselves dreaming, then the dream becomes an adventure that we can begin to direct. That's why they call it awakening. You are director and you are artist and his medium. You are the spirit that moved across the face of these waters and your will draped the veil that created this world and this you. You are the reflection and that which is being reflected. I offer you these thoughts for your consideration.